I'm going to invite you to stand with me, amen, for the reading of the word. And I'd like to direct your attention this morning to the book of Romans, chapter number 1, and uh, begin reading with verse number 16, amen. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16, amen. Thank you for all those that have made it to the house of the Lord this morning, amen. We commend you, and uh, let's pray. Uh, continue to be faithful in praying for the church as a whole, that God would strengthen and keep his hand upon our church. Amen. During this, uh, it really feels like a tumultuous time in our world. Amen. Let's uphold one another in prayer. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16, uh, the apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. It's non-discriminatory of what your walk of life, where you've come from. Uh, And he says in verse number 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. I'm going to read another passage of scripture after you're seated. But let's take a moment and let's pray and ask the Lord, amen, to speak to our hearts this morning. Amen. God, we come before you in this beautiful Sunday morning, Lord. We thank you for the family of God that's joined together in this house today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that we feel in this place. We pray, God, you would open our hearts to receive your word. We pray you touch every heart and every life, our every spirit today. God, would you anoint my lips of clay, anoint every heart and mind to be receptive to your word. And we we will not fail to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Paul writes to the church at Rome, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. To everyone that believeth. Uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For therein, he writes, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. He says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Where was this written before the Apostle Paul uh, wrote or penned these words, the just shall live by faith? He was quoting directly from the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2, verse number 4, where he said uh, that... uh, Also, the just shall live by faith. We will uh, go there in a a moment. But he was quoting the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk. uh, And there is a connection between the things that were being experienced in Paul's day and the things that was experienced in the days of the prophet Habakkuk. Uh, But the the statement that is made by the Apostle Paul, the just shall live by faith. As it directly follows the statement about 
being unashamed of the gospel of Christ. It lets us to know that the gospel is grounded purely in faith. The gospel is grounded purely in faith. And one uh, Bible commentary said it would it would break the dark powers of Rome like it had in all other cities where it was preached. The gospel, the preached gospel had the ability, had that uh, uh, that energy, had that power to break all of the forces of hell that was at play in the city of Rome by the Roman Empire at this time. Hallelujah. Uh, there are another scripture that I want to, that I want to read uh, is connected as well to my, my title today. It's found in the book of Hebrews chapter number 6. If you turn there with me, Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse number 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. Say that word hope. Of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, amen, how is it that he would be able to patiently endure because he had that hope, amen, he had that hope, uh, he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise, for men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, stay with me for a moment longer, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope, say that word hope again. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Amen. Hope is the anchor of the soul today. Both sure and steadfast and which he entereth into that within the veil. Hallelujah. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Believers, you and I today on this Sunday morning have a hope that acts as an anchor of the soul. That is, the promises of God are sealed with an oath that what He has promised will come to pass. Hallelujah. What He has promised will come to pass. Hallelujah. As the winds begin to blow upon my life, as the storms begin to rage in your life and in our current world and situation that we live in, amen, don't lose hold of the hope of eternal life today. Hallelujah. Verse number 16 through 18 tells us today that Jesus Christ has staked his reputation on this 
promise. Amen. That He's going to fulfill His word. He's going to fulfill His promise to you and I today. And the Bible says that when He could swear by no other, He swear by Himself and said, I will fulfill my promise and my word to my people today. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give Him praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are living today in 2020 in extremely uncertain times, in tumultuous times, in unprecedented times. But I want to remind the church on this Sunday morning that hath God spoken it, shall he not perform it? Amen. My words will not return unto me, Lord. If God said he's got his hand on your life and he'll see you through, then honey, he's got his hand upon your life. And he's ordering your steps. And that hope that God will fulfill his promises and anchor to my soul. Because so many times, amen, I've wondered, I've encountered things in life and wondered if God really meant what He said. If God still had the power to fulfill His promise to my life. But this hope that I have is the anchor of my soul. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 17 says, The just shall live by faith. This was a direct quote of Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4 that said the just shall live by his faith. A primary concern of Habakkuk is and was to affirm that God was a holy God, that he was a just God, and that he was a promise keeper or a keeper of his covenant. And this was in stark contrast with the current conditions of God's people during Habakkuk's time of being in Babylonian captivity. Amen. And the people of God and even the prophet of God, Habakkuk himself, began to talk with God and wonder what was God doing? Was God really in control? Was God really in charge? Amen. The prophet Habakkuk alternates his questions of God's delay and methods of justice with affirmations of God's holiness and His righteous character and God's responses, uh, they confirm that He will punish the wicked and that He has already appointed a specific historical time for doing so. Habakkuk, uh, uh, he did not take his doubts to his fellow man, uh, but Habakkuk took his, his, uh, his anxieties and his fears and his concerns directly to the one that had the ability to fix his problems. Unlike most other books of the Bible and other prophets, uh, prophetical books of the Old Testament, Habakkuk is not uh, necessarily God's message to the people through the lips of Habakkuk, but Habakkuk is a conversation that happens between the prophet and the God of heaven. As Habakkuk begins to talk to God, begins to question God and, and, and talk to Him and conversate with Him. God, what's happening in my world? What is happening in my world? 
And maybe we, maybe you felt that same feeling. You thought that same thought. What is happening in my world? I know, uh, speaking for myself today, I've felt that many times in the last several days, in the last week and several weeks. God, what is happening in my world? As it seems like our world is being turned upside down. And God is the only one that knows what He's doing. But I'm here today on this Sunday morning to preach about faith and to preach about hope and that there is a God in heaven that still will fulfill His promise to you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The book of Habakkuk is a conversation between the prophet and the Lord. And it offers a glimpse into the way that the prophets endured confusion and injustice through building their faith in conversation with God and receiving His promises. Habakkuk shows you and I how we should deal with confusion in our lives, how we should deal with injustices in our world. Amen. It's not for you to go out and riot and protest, but it's for you and I to have a conversation with the Lord and say, God, there's injustices. God, it's tumultuous times. What's going on in our world? God wants the church, you and I, to have fellowship with Him. To talk to Him. Amen. To not air your grievances before your fellow man that can do nothing about it. But to take it directly to the throne of heaven. God, here's what's going on in my life. And through... Uh, The book of Habakkuk, we see that Habakkuk declares his fear and anxiety at God's coming judgments. But he chooses to believe in the future salvation of God's people. In other words, Habakkuk has a hope that acts as the anchor of his soul. That even when I don't know what's going on and why all around me the world is falling apart and we're in captivity in their seats, all these injustices, God, I'll hope and I'll trust in you and I'll walk by faith. Amen. This is why that statement is uttered. Amen. At the, on the, uh, from the lips of Habakkuk that the just shall live by faith. The only way you're going to make it is by walking in faith and trusting in the Lord and holding on to hope. Amen. That God will see you through. Hallelujah. Through this conversation with God, Habakkuk begins to understand and see God's sovereignty. And it strengthens his faith in the recognition that God is to be worshipped for his own sake and not for temporal blessings of either blossoming fig trees or predictable lives. God is to be worshipped. He's to be praised. He's to be exalted. He's to be magnified in spite of your temporary circumstances and situations. And the statement, the just shall live by faith, shows the necessity of remaining strong and faithful during trials and afflictions. This faith in God's sovereignty and plans 
is particularly important for the spiritual development of the individual as well in consideration of the promised persecutions and catastrophes that accompany the second coming of Christ. Hallelujah. As a church and, and having the Bible at our fingertips, we understand what uh, this will be the signs of His coming. And it's not for us to be so fearful, but it's for us to have, as Habakkuk had, a, a conversation with the Lord. And for the Lord to be able to deposit some things into our spirit. For the Lord to reaffirm and to remind the church that the just shall live by faith. And in living in faith, don't let go of the hope of His coming. The hope of His promise. Contrasting Habakkuk with going back to the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, there is a long and loud clarion call of the book of Romans. And that call of the book of Romans is this, that mankind is lost and needs a Savior. That the answer for the world is Jesus. That Jesus Christ is still the cure for the universal sickness of sin. Jesus Christ is still, amen, the cure for the universal sickness of sin. I wish I had somebody that believed that today. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And this church has the answer for the world's problems. This church contains, amen, within the proverbial four walls, the ability to change, to revolutionize, and to transform our world. When we model Jesus, and when we preach Jesus, and when we publish and proclaim His name to this world. Faith and hope is my title this morning. We've got to have both of those to get through this. And not that the reason for it is to get through this, but to overcome what we're dealing with in our world. There's one thing that is certain that there is a lot of in this world that is fear. And the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear, as one person said, is faith in reverse or faith in the devil. And God has not given us that spirit of fear. If you, I remember as a kid, uh, my parents and we'd have some ministers come over, or maybe I was talking to friends. And was, there was times when the Joshua was late at night, we were having conversations, and we'd begin talking about uh, things that we experience with spirits and the devil, and how the devil's manifest himself. And I don't know if you remember, uh, as kids, you start talking about the devil, start kind of checking your surroundings, looking around, what's going on over there? Lights flickering. What's going on? And <laughs> You know, the door just shut. Who shut the door? You hear that? What's going on? You start talking about it. You start getting filled with fear. As a kid, uh, we had a babysitter that 
unbeknownst to my parents, would uh, show my brothers and I every horror flick under the sun. And it was uh, there in Stockton, and we'd go to the, the babysitter's house while mom was at work or whatever, and we were watching Chucky's Bride, and we were watching Killer Clowns, and we were watching Arachnophobia, and uh, Poltergeist, and all of these things, and I was so full of fear. I was full of fear for a long time. I was affected by it. Thank God today I'll still walk in a dark room and not be afraid of anything. But for a long time I was full of fear because I was exposed to that spirit of fear. And it's not God, it's not God's will that I live my life in fear. What's going to happen? Is something going to pop out from under the bed? Is something in the closet moving? What? That train, and you know, I lived here uh, just down the road where my parents are in Fifth Street, and we had this this uh, lovely train here, and this train would make those horn noises in the middle of the night, and I would sleep near the window, and I heard that horn, that would just scare me to death. And but as I began to draw closer to the Lord, and there's one thing that I've learned when I'm faced with fear, one several things I would do, I would begin to. Uh, sing about the name of Jesus. I would begin to quote scripture. And it was in those nights filled with fear in my life that I learned to quote all of Psalms chapter 91. And I began to, I would quote that chapter. I would not miss a beat. He that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. I would just start quoting scripture. I would start singing, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we've got the victory. And, and I would sing about Jesus. I would, I would approach Christmas until the fear would begin to lift. And I could go back to sleep. There was other nights that uh, my brother and I shared a, a, bed, a bedroom and we had bunk beds. And we'd wake up sometimes in the middle of the night uh, paralyzed with fear. Paralyzed with the spirit of fear and, and, and the just demonic uh, just pressure upon our lives. And we'd say, wake up, we've got to help me pray. Uh, but there were many times I would, I would wake up in the middle of the night and my, my whole body was paralyzed. Every muscle in my body was paralyzed. All I, could, all I could do was think about the name of Jesus until that pressure would leave off my body. And then I would begin saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And as I begin to say the name of Jesus, and I begin to plead the blood of Jesus, amen, things begin to lift off my life. I'm here to tell somebody there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live a hopeless life. You can live by faith. You can hold on to the hope that is the anchor of your soul. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands in this place this morning? And why don't we lift up our, uh, open up our mouths and give Him praise today. God, we love you today. God, we praise you. We worship you. Come on, all across this house, would you lift up your voice with your hands? And would you call upon the name of Jesus? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Amen. In times of distress in my own life, when we were wondering what's going on at home, there were many times my wife and I would walk through every room of the house and we would anoint walls with oil. We would plead the blood of Jesus and we would pray and I would rededicate my home to God and say, God, this house, I dedicate it to you. I'll not live in fear, but I'll live by faith, by the faith of the Son of God. I'll live by faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of us need to walk through the rooms of our home and need to begin to plead the blood of Jesus and pray the name of Jesus and walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Webster defined faith as belief. Or uh, the assent of the mind to the truth of what is declared by another. Uh, he said it was uh, faith is resting on the authority and the veracity of God. Faith is resting on the authority and the veracity of God. Amen. In other words, faith is saying, God, I am dependent upon the authority. I recognize you've got all authority, all power in heaven and in earth. And I'm living by faith. I'm living by faith. I'm trusting in your authority. He said in theology, it is the ascent of the mind or understanding to the truth of what God has revealed. It is the judgment that what another states or testifies is the truth. It is judging that what God said over my life is fact. It is truth. And it will happen for me. That's what faith is. It is receiving the preached or engrafted word of God and saying, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I will grab a hold of that word and I declare it truth over my life. I'm grabbing hold of the word and declaring it truth over my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When the enemy comes against you tonight, uh, you need to be able to say, I have declared what God has said over my life to be the truth and everything else a lie. Let God be true and every man a liar. What God has spoken over my life will and shall come to pass. Hallelujah, it will come to pass. It is a declaration of the spoken or declared word of God as truth in your life. I declare it true. I believe it. I grab a hold of it. And hope, hope differs from a mere wish or a desire in this that it implies some expectation of obtaining the good desired or the possibility of possessing it. Hope, therefore, always gives pleasure or joy. And whereas wish and desire may produce or be accompanied with pain and anxiety, but hope is confidence in a future event. In other words, today for us in 2020, in Abundant Life Center, hope is 
Amen. Confidence that if I live, as the old song says, if I live a holy life, if I shun the wrong and I do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way if I do what God's called me to do. There is a hope that is an anchor of my soul that says He will see me through. He will see me through. He will make a way for me. Somebody say, He will make a way. He will make a way. The just shall live by faith. The just man or the righteous man shall live by his confidence in God and God alone. Amen. I'll turn off the news. I'll turn off the television. I'll turn off the world. And I'll hear from heaven. And I'll live by this confidence that I have in God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of you need to start living by that confidence in God. Some of you are so uh, easy, easily influenced by the things of this world. And God is saying, turn off the world. Shut it off. Turn it off. And turn on to me. Let me speak a clear and certain sound in your ears. Receive it today. The just man or woman shall live by his confidence in God. His confidence in God. And we can go through seasons of life in our country, in our world, saying, I know God has got his hand on me, Sister Felicia. I know God has got his hand on me. I know God will see me through. If I'll be faithful in what I know to do, there is a hope that is an anchor of my soul. And all of hell could be breaking loose around me. Amen. But God's got his hand on my life. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. Matthew chapter 17 Verse 20 to 21 says, if you have faith like the grain of mustard seed, amen, then there's limitless possibilities. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 says, without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Mark chapter 9 and 23 says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Let me say that again today. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. My God is going to see me through. My God's going to make a way when there seems to be no way. When everybody's forsaken me, the world's turned on me, everybody's against me. However you feel today, God will see me through. Mark chapter 11 and verse 22. Amen. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Hallelujah. There is, amen, from this pulpit today, a message of faith and hope for your situation, for your family, for your future. All the world around you is filled with hopelessness and despair and riotous living. But we have hope. 
as the anchor of our soul. If you could stand with me today. Our faith, our faith is, it's not proven in whether or not we believe God for answers and deliverance. Our faith is not proven, I'll say that again, in whether or not we believe God for answers and deliverance. But our faith is proven in what we do until that answer or deliverance comes. You say, I got faith in God. Even when you don't see things happen the way you desire them to happen. Faith says, but God said, and I have agreed and I've declared it to be truth in my life. God said he'd save my family. I don't see it yet. Not all of them. But I hold on to that hope. I declare it to be true. God said he was going to use me. God said he's going to give me talents uh, uh, that I didn't have right now. God said he's going to do this in my life and that for my family and, and this in my finances. Faith is proven in what you do now until, amen, it comes to pass. You say, I don't see everything happening in my life just yet. There still is doubts and confusion and anxieties, amen. But Habakkuk, in a time of captivity, he understood that the just shall live by faith. I will trust in God. I hope in Him. I'm holding on. I'm living my life with a certain level of confidence that God's Word is true over my life. Hallelujah. This week, as you go through this week, speak faith. Speak faith. Bring hope. Amen. Be a dealer in hope to the world around you. People are full of fear and they feel like the world's been unjust against them. But the church is the overcoming church. And the church can say, hey, God help me to overcome and not change my world one soul at a time. One soul at a time. Hallelujah. Lift your hands with me today. Lift your hands in this place. God, I declare your word over my life to be true. Come on, God, I declare your word over my life to be true. I declare your word over my life to be the truth and nothing short of it, God. Hallelujah, I'm inviting somebody to come down to this altar on this Sunday morning and pray this to your spirit today. Come on, this altar area is open for those that would like to pray. Come on, maybe you're here today and you say, God, I've got to have this word driven into my spirit, driven deep in my heart and my soul. God, I've got to pray until this word is settled in my soul. Come on, I'm inviting you to pray.
Come on, this altar area is open. I think there's more that ought to be coming down. Oh, God, I'm living by the confidence. I'm by the faith of the Son of God. The just shall live by faith. I will go forward. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on, church. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Help me to live the life that you want me to live. In the name of Jesus. Come on, would you help me pray this morning? Come on, would you help me pray this morning? Hallelujah,
that anchors your soul. A faith that trusts in God and declares His Word as truth over my life. Oh, my God.